You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, yesterday was technically today for me, but yesterday for you was a bit of a cluster. I mentioned on social media, just in shorthand, that I didn't plug in my phone. That's actually not true. I did plug in my phone to the charger, and I plugged in my charger to an extension cord, but the extension cord was not in the wall, so... Um, I ended up waking up just in time to get ready and go to work. Like, just. Like, you don't have time to go get coffee. You got to get up, get ready, get going. So, anyways, I apologize. I had a real good run of not missing days, mostly thanks to JJ filling in. Um, And I thought about asking him, but I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to take the L on this one. I'm not even going to try to get him to do a last minute, you know, whatever. So I took an L, but... um, Quite a bit has been going on. Unfortunately, not a ton of it is, not all of it is as newsworthy as some of the other things. So I did listen to the interviews done um, by our first three picks in the draft. They were very good interviews, and I would encourage you to go check them out. You can actually just go on YouTube if you want. Uh, It's the best way that I've found to do it. The Green Bay Packers have their own uh, YouTube page, and they post all that stuff on there. I hate going to Packers.com. It's a horrible website. So just go to YouTube, check out the Packers page, and you'll see all that stuff. Um, again, there's nothing really noteworthy that I wanted to put on here necessarily. I mean, it's pretty basic stuff. You know, they're, you know, are, are you, is your confidence growing? Yes, it is. Are you learning things? Yes. Have you grown since you got here? Yes, I have. What's the biggest thing you've been working on? Learning the playbook. I mean, that's, you know, that's basically it. Um, you had Myers refuse to comment on the Rodgers thing. You had uh, Stokes called Jair a freak, which is obviously pretty cool, but, you know, is what it is. It's not like we didn't know that. So, again, I would definitely encourage you, when the Packers talk about character, you really kind of get it. You know what I mean? And I think I've mentioned this before, but we talk, or I always mention how I'm annoyed every time they talk about character because I just want good football players. Like, if, he, if, if the guy's got an edge, if he's a little grumpy, you know, if he's maybe not the easiest to get along with, but he's a really good football player, just draft him. But, man, it seems like every year that goes by, especially this year with Aaron Rodgers' situation, you had an issue with Jace, which I know is kind of an iffy thing to talk about because antidepressants were involved and nobody wants to touch that because mental health is a big thing right now. But bottom line is the guy drank alcohol and got behind the wheel of a car. Right, and he's working through some stuff, and it's a it's a character thing, just is. I was pretty depressed in college. That's no excuse for any of the things I did in college. <laughs> I I never once asked for sympathy for the things that I did because the night before I was cradling a bottle of whiskey crying, which I have several people can account to that happening on multiple occasions. It was rough. That doesn't excuse what I did. In fact, it's usually the alcohol that causes the depression, which in my case was 100% the thing, which is why I don't do that anymore, and I'm a much happier person, believe it or not. But anyways, that, then you mix in the Aaron Rodgers thing, where it's like, you know, you contrast Aaron Rodgers with Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers is, things aren't going the way I want, so forget you guys, and the whole time he's laughing and joking and trolling the Packers, and it's a big funny show for him, and he's like, I don't care about you guys, I'm living the dream, you guys can cram it. 
And then you got Aaron Jones, who just got paid. He doesn't need to be at, at these training camp things. He's set for life. It's probably going to be his last big deal. Um, preserving his body, especially as a running back, would make perfect sense if he decided to take time off. He didn't do that. He's the first one there. He's the last one to leave. He's been there since day one. He chooses to be there. He wants to be there. He's just a super high-character good person. Now, there's nothing wrong with Rodgers being the way. I mean, again, I, I've said it a thousand times. There's a difference between me as a fan saying, I don't really care. You have an obligation. You need to come play, and I want you to play. And me as a human being saying, I kind of get it. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to root for him. It doesn't mean I'm going to trash the Packers for ruining this for me because they did something, even though we have no idea what it is that they did. But something made Rodgers mad, so shame on you. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say, Rodgers, if you're going to be a jerk, then go away. But if I had $100 million in the bank, or however much money he has, and the Packers called me and they're like, hey, you want to come back and keep getting your face smashed in because we'll give you more money? It's like, you know what? I don't know that I need more money. I'm in Hawaii with my fiance and some really good friends living the dream. It is a perpetual vacation that never ends. I have great friends, great experiences every day of my life. I get to do awesome things with awesome people. I don't know. I don't know if I, uh, if I want to come back. I get it, but, you know, as a Packer fan, I'm, I'm just not going to like you. As, as a human being, I get it, and I'm, I support you. As a Packer fan, I, I don't like you very much. But just like with Favre, I got over it, and now I'm back to appreciating what Favre gave me. And I'm sure I'll come around to Rodgers whenever this thing gets resolved. But at this point in time, the Packers said, please come back and help us win a Super Bowl. And he says, nah, I don't care about you and your stupid Super Bowl. So that's just what it is. But you again, you get the high character thing. You know, you start to appreciate when guys like Aaron Jones talk about how much they want to be here. Or, again, go listen to those interviews one of the questioners, I'm not sure who it was, but he asked all three of the guys, I believe, or two of the guys, because I, I don't think Myers went, but um, about going to the Bucks game and why you did that. And they just talk about, you know, I'm here and, you know, I want to support the other Wisconsin teams and I want to embrace Wisconsin and the fans. And it's, you know, I understand they're rookies and that'll probably wear off over time, but it's just that general mentality that just endears you to them and you appreciate it. Now, again, if I have to choose between talent and, um, you know, being a nice guy, I'm going to take talent. But you get a guy like Aaron Jones that is a premier talent and also happens to be one of the greatest human beings on earth, at least as far as football players go. Or I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know him personally, but it's hard to find people that are like that. You know what I mean? Just straight up good dudes, 24-7, not fake good, not sometimes good. You know, like when they're in a good mood, they're really nice, but they kind of get agitated. He's just a good dude all the time. Humble, nice, polite appreciative, respectful. So anyways, definitely go check those out. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, just let it run because that's that's a little lazy. But uh, go do that. Um, there was, there have been several sound bites that I'm hesitant to spend too much time on because I think we're all getting exhausted with it. But Aaron Rodgers obviously had made some comments and he wore a t-shirt that said, I'm offended, which was... Uh, I'm not going to say clearly like I know for sure, but it, it seems obvious to me and to most people that he's kind of laughing at people who believe that he's offended by that. Now, as I said, we don't even know if he's offended by that, but the, the funny thing is it's, I don't know, there are people that defend Rodgers no matter what, and they seem to be playing two sides of this. On one hand, they think that t-shirt is off awesome. On the other hand, that t-shirt is calling those people stupid. Right? If, if you're screaming that Mark Murphy should be fired because he just ruined 
Rogers' chances of coming back because he's so sensitive he can't take a comment. Rogers is calling you stupid. He's not calling Murphy stupid. He's not calling me stupid. He's calling you stupid. I'm just I just wanted to point that out. Now, maybe he is offended. Maybe that did hurt his chances. Maybe that does have something to do with it. I don't know. But he's claiming he's not offended by that, and that's not a big deal. Just realized the microphone was all jacked up. So, anyways, we got that fixed. It's never ending, man. It just, it never, it says on, all the settings are right on here. Every single setting is right on here. But it just, it's just lying to me. It's like, oh yeah, you're uh, using your Yeti microphone. No, yep, definitely, definitely set to go. Except actually you're recording through your Logitech webcam. Stupid thing. Trying to convince you that this stuff is not my fault and things are just happening and technology's stupid. Anyways, I, I do find it interesting some of the comments that were made by Rogers and it's it's not it's not like good or bad or whatever and I really don't care about the shirt. Some people think I'm mad at Rogers and I couldn't care any less. It's I just didn't like the uh, hypocrisy of some people who like a good ribbing when it comes from Rogers but can't stand anything coming from good or from whoever. It's like come on, give me a break. But I found his comments to be kind of interesting because I can't help but think that it's calculated. Maybe he's just talking. I don't know. But I want to play a little clip and uh, just kind of give my thoughts because I still am I'm really torn on what exactly is going on and what Roger's plan here is. But I don't think Roger's is torn. I think he has a plan. And I still can't get past the idea that Roger's is still trying to angle for something, whether that be money or whatever. In other words, the possibility that he may somehow, some way still come back. And he is just applying maximum pressure to the Packers to get them to do whatever this thing is that he wants that the Packers, to this point, are not willing to do. But anyways, here's the audio from the clip from when he's out, I don't know, golfing or something. Aaron, some Hawaiian resort set up there. It looks like you're having a great time. You've really kept a low profile this offseason. I've hardly seen your name at all. You haven't hosted any TV shows or been in and involved in any kind of controversy or anything. It's been a nice, peaceful offseason for you, it sounds like, AR. It's been, yeah, it's, thank you, B.A. It's been one of those quiet offseasons you just dream about where you can just kind of go through your process uh, on your own quietly. And, um, you know, that's all you can ask for as an older player in the league and someone who's been around for a long time and just enjoys that time to yourself to just relax, to not be bothered, to not have any obligations or anything going on. And, you know, I think that's what this offseason has been about. It's been about really enjoying my time and spending it where I want to spend it and not feeling like I have to go anywhere, not having any responsibilities, but still being an NFL player. At the same time, it's been great. So again, I'm, I'm, let's just call it a conspiracy theory then, or, or let's just conspiracy theorize, because that's what I'm going to get accused of anyways. People are going to get mad because I don't actually know. But I, I would like to speculate. I would like to try to figure out what the heck that means. All right, so let's let's first of all, it sounded like he was being sarcastic at first, but then kind of transitioned into like reality, right? Like, oh yeah, it's been a super quiet off season, but and then he kind of went into what he's actually been doing and what it's actually how he's really enjoyed it and been able to do what he wants and whatever. But the first thing he said that kind of irked me before I thought about it was that he didn't have any responsibilities, and I thought, yes, you do. You're a football player and you have responsibilities. But then when you really listen to everything he said, he's speaking as essentially a retired player. He's talking, and again, I can't get it out of my head that he, this is a signal to the Packers. Because remember, his, his big threat is, I will retire. He's talking like a guy that's enjoying retirement. And that was the thing that got me thinking that maybe this is him sending a signal. 
right? Because this is one big, giant, massive game of chicken. Rodgers is saying, if you don't trade me, I'll retire. And the Packers are saying, go ahead, we're not trading you. So he's talking about, man, I'm loving it, man. I tell you what, not playing football, not having any responsibilities. It's so good. I'm loving this life. I could do this the rest of my... You see what I'm saying? Now, again, the, the, the angle to get back in doesn't even have to be... In other words, this being an angle to try to get the Packers to up their offer or whatever, that doesn't even have to be a part of it. That can be a part of it. Or this is just him trying to push to get traded. These are these are warning shots. I'm 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 so happy because the Packers are looking at this saying you're going to lose a lot of money. We have the power, not you. And he's saying you have no power. Uh, this is the greatest moment of my life. I've never been so happy in my life. Got all the money I can want. Got great friends going out doing whatever I want. It's amazing. I really do think that that's what that was. The the other weird part about that though that kind of threw me was at the end he says but still being a football player because it's like well wait a minute if you're still a football player then you do have obligations. Unless you just don't have obligations because you currently don't have a team. Because if you are not a Green Bay Packer, then you don't have any obligation, right? Because if, if you're still a Packer, you you do. You missed mandatory training camp, right? There's likely very big fines coming to you on top of missing whatever bonuses and whatnot you were scheduled to get, man, whatever it's called. But again, for those people saying that this isn't real and he's not saying he wants to leave, you got to stop that. He's making it perfectly clear. This is clearly a message to the Packers. I'm good. I don't need you, and I will happily retire and forego the rest of the money and live. The- and, and again, I'm not saying I think he believes it. I'm saying that this is a strategic maneuver. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is having a good time. I'm also sure that he's worried about that big pile of money. And he's he also still really wants to win, just not with Green Bay. Unless, again, you, you want to go the route where he's angling to get back in or have him up their offer or whatever. That's fine. Go that route point is, I really do think that was entirely strategic. He wanted to signal to the Packers he is in no way afraid, and he can happily forego this entire year and just live his best life and have no regrets. But again, at the end, what did he say? But I'm still a football player. Just don't currently have any obligations. I got nothing going on right now. Love that I'm a football player, but just at this moment in my life, I have no obligations. It's great. He's, he's again, it, it, to me, it's obvious that he's saying he's basically already gone. And this is what I've been saying to people too when they're, you know, they get mad at me because I like Jordan Love. And it's like, well, that's because he's our quarterback right now. Well, no, Rodgers are, no, he's not. Until he comes back, he's gone. Until he said, until he walks back in saying, okay, I'm going to play this year, he's gone. To this point, he has not made a decision to come back. And you don't have to believe that if you don't want, but that is the reality. And, and again, we can go back over the sound clips of Matt LaFleur saying, we want him, what? Back. Why? Because he's gone. He already left. He's already gone. He left Green Bay, and he has no intention of coming back unless he's playing against the Packers. That's his current stance. Maybe it's all one big giant ruse. Maybe if he gets just a big old pile of money and a bunch of guarantees that make sure Jordan Love never takes starting snaps until he's 32 years old or whatever. Maybe that's what he's angling for. I don't know. But what does he do if he doesn't get that? You think he's just going to come back and be like, never mind, I was just bluffing, dude. All the, and all that trolling and all that stuff that I did. Like, I was, just, I was just goofing, man, just trying to get that money. You know how it is. He's gone. He left. They're trying to get him back. That's the whole point. In other words, if the season started tomorrow, if the first Packers game was tomorrow, guess who our quarterback is? It's Jordan Love. That's the reality that we live in right now. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's Jordan Love. He is our quarterback. So, yes, I do support him. And no, I do not support Aaron Rodgers because he is not our quarterback right now. 
That's just, I'm, I'm not trying to argue. I just, that's just my process. And if your mind doesn't work that way, then that's fine. I'm going through the Facebook group and I look at what people are saying and it's like, obviously this podcast is having no impact on many, many people because people are dug in wherever they are. And I don't think there's been hardly any movement. I was just looking at another comment section. I, was, I try not to comment because I don't want to argue in my own group because I want it to be civil as possible. And that doesn't seem to be the case right now. Hopefully we can get back to that at some point. We need more memes and, and less nonsense. But it was just a whole big thing about how the front office is just horrible and how they've always been horrible. And it's like, yeah, no, nobody's, nobody's, <laughs> it's just, it's just a, you know, whatever. I've, I've said everything I have to say about it. If I haven't convinced you at this point that they do a very good job, then I just don't think I can. All I'll say again is go find one that's better. A draft's better, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to struggle. Um, other than that, afterwards, there was uh, another open um, practice or training camp or OTA or whatever they call it. It was the last one that was available to the media until we actually get into actual training camp. But uh, not a ton happened. Josiah DeGuara is still rehabbing, but he's looking pretty good. Some video of him not really running routes, but he did kind of sprint to catch a pass and jump up and catch it and come down on his leg and everything else. So um, kind of similar to Bakhtiari, he's looking pretty good. I don't know exactly what his timetable is, but um, he went out real early last year. He, he may very well be back week one. Um, also worth noting, almost none of the uh, veterans were there. That was kind of part of my Aaron Jones comment. Most of the veterans did not show up. Aaron Jones did. The list of people not at practice include Crosby, uh, Scott, Funches, Rogers, Adams, Lazard, King. Um, trying to think, these are all last names. I'm trying to think who that is. Anyways, Jair, uh, Redmond, Savage, Dylan, Amos, Sullivan. I know who Jair, Jair is. It was I just skipped the name. Sullivan, Burks, uh, Bradley, Gary, Garvin. Uh, it says Smith. I don't know if that's both. I don't know. Oh, it does say Smiths. Ramsey, Patrick, Bakhtiari, Nijman, Jenkins, Turner, MVS, Tanyan, Taylor, Jace, Lewis, Lowry, Lancaster, Kiki, and Clark, all gone. So obviously a lot of the guys just um, back, they got what they needed to get, and they're going to go get some rest. And this was mostly just a time for the young guys to get a little bit extra work. But again, you got, um, I think the only one that isn't new to the team was Aaron Jones, to be completely honest. Everybody kept talking about uh, the linebacker that we picked up, but I mean, he's he's been on the team for, he's had like two or three practices, so it's not, he's not really a veteran with the Packers. Everybody kept talking about how he stayed behind. It's like, well, so did uh, Blake Bortles, and nobody's screaming over that. He's also a veteran, but anyways. So again, not not a whole lot going on, even with all the Aaron Rodgers stuff. It's, it's really nothing new. It just kind of probably cemented whatever your opinion already was. And to, and to, again, and I've said this before, to be very clear, if you were to ask me or if I had the power, would I bring Rodgers back? The answer is yes. This team is so unbelievably stacked from head to toe with Rodgers at the helm. There's no question in my mind, this is the best team in football. Now, would they continue to be? I don't know, because there's always progression and regression from players. But based on what we know, based on the talent, I'm telling you, it, it's it's my favorite team in football. Without Rodgers, it just, it isn't. I'm still excited about it, but it's kind of for different reasons, not because we know that this is the most dominant from head-to-toe team, because quarterback's the most important position. And until we see Love go out and dominate, which, to be completely honest, is relatively unlikely. I mean, even good quarterbacks were pretty bad as rookies. Uh, Josh Allen was terrible uh, in his first year. Lamar Jackson was the worst quarterback I'd ever seen in that postseason game that they lost. That was embarrassing, but he came back the next year and I think won MVP, if I'm not mistaken. So there's plenty of examples of guys 
that took some time. But uh, that's going to be it until mandatory minicamp, which is June 23rd, 24th, and 25th. July 18th, we have the uh, Hall of Fame induction banquet. And then sometime in later July, I'm not exactly sure the dates, is when the official training camp begins. So again, we've got a lot of uh, of downtime. Anyways, that I think gets us about caught up as far as actual interesting news goes. I do want to comment on a little bit of something from the Chicago Bears, which I find a little bit hilarious. And then we'll poke back at the questions and we'll call it for the day. Do have some really big thank yous to hand out. First of all, Jacob, um, who helps me out with a lot of stuff, including the uh, Packernet Podcast Instagram. If you're not following that, please go follow that. He does a lot of work and does a lot of very good work over there. But hearing how horrible the echo was in the basement of my new home, he offered to uh, drop some money to send me some uh, pads to hang on the wall to kind of reduce echo, which I believe he said are arriving Saturday at my new home. So um, starting tomorrow, so I'm trying to think, probably got two echoey days of podcasts coming. But if the sound quality does improve, which I expected to, you can uh, thank Jacob for that. And again, he never asks me to do this. In fact, he asked me not to, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I do what I want. Please be sure to check out beardedbuck.co to get your uh, beard materials, combs, oils, whatever. He's a local uh, person to local business to Wisconsin. He's a listener to the show, helps support the show. And I think because I can, the, the, the next week, the podcast is going to be sponsored by uh, Bearded Buck Company, which actually is not a, not a bad idea for me personally. If, you, if you'd like to sponsor the show for rates that are much less than if you actually advertised and just wanted to go kind of around the whole system of actually spending the money, throw me something kind of cool and I'll just uh, make you a sponsor for a day or a week or whatever. I like that plan. Anyways, big, giant, massive shout out to Mr. Rick Quaid. Thank you very much for your support on Venmo. Uh, Way over the top uh, donation, and I really, really do appreciate that. Thanks to his donation, I will no longer be complaining about coffee unless I accidentally complain about coffee. He he made a comment about not wanting to hear me say that anymore, so for the amount that he gave, that is now banned from this show. No more complaining about coffee. So, anyways, thank you guys very much for the support. Again, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Actually, there might be a new patron, too. Yes, thank you to Seth Reuter for jumping in on Patreon, as well as Greg Burnt. I don't know if I mentioned Greg, but uh, you can jump on Patreon and support the podcast that way. Thank you guys very much for your support. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll make fun of the Bears a little bit. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now... Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones 
by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So obviously there's a lot of talk about communication and how the Packers are horrific with communication and they're terrible. And we don't really know what the situation is. That is until Mark Murphy came out and made a stupid comment. But people say that stuff. And it's funny because, and I've mentioned this before, I always assume that these are just the best and the brightest human beings on planet Earth. The GMs, the owners, all this stuff, they are just, I mean, you got to be the cream of the crop because you're what, one of 32 in the world. But then sometimes they do stuff and it's like, you don't know what you're doing at all, do you? I've poked fun at the Bengals' ownership and the Lions' ownership and the Browns' ownership and all that stuff. Washington is a joke. And I at least appreciate um, guys like Coach Hahn who at least instill a little bit of confidence in me in the process because you you look at all the things that the coaches know um, and all the things that they go through, and it's like, all right, see, now they at least have some kind of a, a gift when it comes to understanding football and how it works and innovating and all that. However, even coaches are susceptible to just not making any sense. First of all, now, to give a little backstory, the Chicago Bears had Nick Foles on, on their team already, right? Nick Foles is already there. They moved on from Trubisky. Foles is, is kind of the guy, and it's like, you know, if they can draft somebody, great. Otherwise, Foles is going to be their starting quarterback. That's sort of how things seem to be going. Then they went out and they got Andy Dalton. Maybe that was before Trubisky. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant to the story. And you're thinking, at first I remember thinking, that's not terrible. I mean, Andy Dalton was real bad with Dallas. I was shocked how bad he was. Can't help but think McCarthy had something to do with that, and that there's a little bit more uh, under the tank than than we saw in Dallas, because that was horrific. But I, I looked at it, I was like, you know what, that's, that's fine. There's some similar understanding, I believe, that Dalton worked with the offensive coordinator of the Bears or something to that effect. And Nagy, I think, also. I'm not, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Oh, no, that was Foles. Doesn't matter. Just can't shut the brain off when I when it brings up irrelevant information. But I remember thinking, you get a decent little competition going. You know, you still kind of got a, a halfway cocked team here with Allen Robinson coming back, and the defense hasn't completely fallen apart yet. You still got Akeem, even though it was talked about he was possibly leaving, and Khalil's still there, and he's still good, and Roquan seems to be getting better, and Danny's hanging on by a thread, and there, there's some stuff here. Still got, Still got Jimmy Graham, you know. But then it was really weird because it was reported that Andy Dalton was handed the starting job, and that was basically contingent on him coming over. Because And, and remember, the Bears were desperate, and I think that's really what this is about. The Bears were desperate to get quarterbacks, and they tried everything they possibly could. We heard the stories about flying out to, I think, Fargo, North Dakota or something, to meet with uh, Schneider from Seattle to try to get possibly get Russ. Um, that obviously fell through when things got better with Russell Wilson. And then they wanted to get Watson, but then the whole issue crept up with his allegations and everything. So they're they're getting beyond desperate. And when all those things f- fell through, they're looking at Andy Dalton as their next best option. And they went and got desperate and promised him, essentially, or, or at least told him he would be the starter for the Chicago Bears if he signed with the Chicago Bears. To which you look at it and say, well, that's kind of stupid. Because you have Nick Foles, and, and maybe Andy Dalton would win the competition anyways, but there's no guarantee of that, and the benefit of having them is that there's a competition, and you get to choose the best one, and that's kind of weird. 
But again, I think it comes down to desperation. They were desperate, as hilarious as it is, to get Andy Dalton, which, and it's also stupid, because I don't think Andy Dalton is, is significantly better than Nick Foles, if at all. So you don't need to be desperate for Andy Dalton, right? It's kind of like in the draft when you get to that point where you got, you know, let's say there's three guys that you really like and there's 10 more picks coming up. I understand being desperate and trading up to get the last guy on that list. If, if two of them go and you trade up and you get that last guy, I get it. That's desperation, and you want to make sure you get that last guy that you find to be an elite player. What doesn't make sense is if all three of those guys go and then you trade up to get desperate because you want to get somebody because you would have gotten somebody anyways, or in this case, you have somebody anyway. You have Nick Foles. You don't need to be desperate for an Andy Dalton, but it, it, it's stupid, which is why we're bringing it up because it's something stupid the Bears did. Well, then that kind of got forgotten about, especially after they drafted Justin Fields and everybody was all excited. And, you know, even, and I've, I, again, I shouldn't say these things because it's a Packers podcast, but there's a part of me that's, as a football fan, that's interested in what's going to happen with Justin Fields. Not terrified, not angry, just I enjoy observing it. I enjoy seeing how things work in the process and if he's going to be a good quarterback. Obviously, I don't want him to be, but it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's an interesting story. The Bears have basically never had a good quarterback. I mean, depending on what metric we want to use by good quarterback, I don't know if they've ever had one. And and the excitement of potentially having this elite quarterback, maybe, you know, probably won't be, but it's exciting. You know, it's exciting for Chicago, and they should be excited. Good for them. Get excited. Get excited about your guy. Of course you should be. We're going to, Packer fans, we're going to make fun of you a little bit because you got excited about Trubisky and all the other guys too, but Maybe it is your guy. I don't know. Good for you. Congratulations. We'll see how it goes. But then, and this was uh, yesterday, apparently, Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy told Chris Collinsworth, PFF, there is no possible scenario that Justin Fields is the starting quarterback week one. Quote, Andy Dalton is our starter. Justin is our number two, and we're going to stick with this plan. You just got to trust the plan. Why? Why are you doing this? And, and it's 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 also partly the way in which you're saying it. First of all, Foles has been thrown off a, a building. He's still a bear. He was basically next in line and was going to be the starter for the Bears. And then they went out and got Dalton and promised Dalton that he would start over Foles without even giving Foles a chance. Then they draft a guy and crown this guy, who they don't know anything about, the number two. Just making Foles number three for no reason. And, and, and Fields doesn't get an opportunity to even win the job. And Andy Dalton, having proven nothing, is, is, is given the number one job. So basically, with no information, they just picked one, two, three, just because. How stupid is this? Dalton is number one because we basically promised it to him. Fields is number two because we drafted him and we don't want to make him number three. And by default, that makes uh, Foles number three. That's, that's literally the whole thought process that they came up with. Then there's this gem. And I'm, I, I might have to read this 17 times. I, every, even every time I read it, I'm positive that I'm going to, there's like a word that I missed or something that's going to make this make sense. It doesn't, I don't get it. Maybe I, maybe I am just an idiot. I don't know. This is via Stacy Dales. Bears head coach Matt Nagy just said, while he never made any official promises to Andy Dalton that he will be the day one starter, he told him he will be the starting quarterback for the team Quote, promises can get crazy, but we've told Andy he's our starter and he knows that. All right. <laughs> so we, we went over the backstory and how we got here. Now, and this was like five seconds later, probably in the same interview, I don't know. Now we're trying to differentiate between giving somebody your word and promising, essentially. 
We never promised Andy Dalton he would be the starter. But we told Andy Dalton he'll be the starter. What are you even saying? Again, that quote, promises can get crazy. But we told Andy he's our starter, and he knows that. Hey, man, uh, just want you to know that you're going to be the starter for our team. And then what? You don't start him and say that, well, I didn't promise? Dude, giving somebody your word is a promise. If you're differentiating between promising and telling somebody something, you're, what, are you just calling yourself a liar? How does, how does that work? Like, well, yeah, I said it, but I didn't promise it. Simon didn't say, <laughs> come on. He didn't say no takesies, backsies. So, I mean, I can do whatever I want. What are you talking? Yes, you did promise. Just because you don't use the word promise doesn't mean you didn't promise the job to Andy Dalton. You did. We, we heard that it was contingent about, upon him coming over here. And now, before training camp even begins, you're saying, number one, that Andy Dalton is our guy. And, and this is via, this is, let me just read the whole tweet. This is in addition, but I, I kind of said this, but it's a different whatever. Thanks to the Bears for letting me go back to my reporting days and letting me ask a couple questions. Matt Nagy told me that, quote, a promise was never given to Andy Dalton about starting, but that he is indeed the starter. Again, what? Nagy added that Justin Fields cannot win the starting job in camp. I, I, there's nothing necessarily wrong with letting a guy sit if he needs time to sit. There isn't. But I don't understand this. Other than you gave Andy Dalton your word, and you don't want to go back on it, although it's not, I never promised him, but I gave him my word and I don't want to go back on it. Why would you not give Justin Fields the opportunity to win the job? What if he's just a freak? Do you think the Bears as a team don't need that spark? Do you know how much it would invigorate the team and the city if Justin Fields comes out week one and wins? By the way, week one, they're playing the LA Rams, one of the best teams in the NFC North. Why do I do that every second in the NFC it just rolls off. The, whenever I say NFC, I say North. The NFC North Championship, the NFC just, it's fine. But again, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to the Murphy thing where you're looking at it and going, why can't you just shut your mouth? Why are you saying these words? Just say, I don't know. If you want to tell Dalton off camera, you got the job. And, um, you know, the only reason that Dalton is starting is because you gave him your word. Don't tell me that. Don't admit it. Keep it to yourself. Keep it between you and Dalton. And then when Justin Fields wins the, the, the battle, just pretend he didn't. Throw out some platitudes about how he's just not quite ready yet, but he's close or something, and we'll buy it. Aside from some angry Bears fans who will say, I don't care, I want him out there anyways. He's clearly better. He was better in camp, which, unbeknownst to them, they would actually be right. But just, just lie. Why are you telling the truth? You sound like an idiot. Which, by the way, Choosing a starting quarterback who is terrible because you gave him your word because you were desperate to have him come over is insane, especially for a head coach and a GM whose heads are on the chopping block because they've done a terrible job. And again, I still think they did a terrible job. Kudos on getting Justin Fields. That's great for you. But you once again gave away all your picks in an effort to get a quarterback who fell in the draft, which is why you were able to get him, and get a left tackle who is just replacing the last left tackle who just left you. If you want to keep your job, and if you want Bears fans and Chicago radio to not turn on you instantly and talk about how much they hate you, hate the team, and want you fired, and that does have an impact, you might want to at least consider starting Justin Fields if he's even close to being ready. Now, granted, if he goes out and loses, then and maybe that is maybe it is partly shielding him from Aaron Donald. I don't I don't know, but don't come out and say he cannot win. Do you know how bad your fan base wants him to win? 
Do you know how desperate the media is to pump out good information about Justin Fields every second of every day? Support that. Support your guy. That's 101 type stuff. I mean, I was even annoyed that, you know, Matt LaFleur was was not even willing to give the guy a compliment. I mean, he, he kind of had this like old school mentality of, you know, yeah, well, he's just doing his job kind of thing. But even that kind of annoyed me. Like, dude, don't be afraid to praise your guys. You got Matt Nagy coming out saying Justin Fields cannot win the job, at least not week one. So basically, the Chicago Bears season is going to be uh, Andy Dalton for two to three weeks. And actually, it might even be one week. Because if you look at the schedule, you got the Rams, who are going to annihilate the Bears no matter who's the quarterback. Then you have the Bengals. And I think the Bears can beat the Bengals. So it might be wise to let the Rams annihilate you and then trot out um, fields and then have him beat the Bengals and then the Browns and then the Lions and then probably the Raiders. Then you've got a 3-0 and start with Justin Fields. But, but regardless, the season is going to be what it is because you made a stupid decision and you just refused to, to just fix it. Foles doesn't have a chance. Forget Foles. He's, I don't even know why he's sticking around. They're not even giving him the opportunity to be the number two. It's just the most unbelievable thing ever. This is how you're going to make decisions as a, as a multi-billion dollar organization representing the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois, a massive market, a historic franchise, is going to have Andy Dalton starting because, well, I gave him my word and that's, you know, I used that to get him here and I got to honor that. Jeez, dude. You just drafted Justin Fields. You're telling me <laughs> that if he's dominant and his head's into... And what if, what if the order is Justin Fields is good, like real good, and Foles is also looking real good, and Dalton's looking like a dog. You're telling me Dalton gets the start? I mean, just, I don't get it. And this is also why I support the Packers front office. Again, I know Murphy made a comment, whatever, but it's like people don't realize how bad things are outside of Green Bay. We're so locked into the Packers front office and, and the things they haven't done. I just had to get an earful about how stupid they were for letting Charles Woodson go and letting HaHa Clinton Dix take over. Like, What? Where do you get this stuff from? What are you talking about? Like the depths people have to go to prove that the Packers are not, you know, are on the bottom rung of, of organizations is, is staggering. I, I would bet you any money that it's primarily Packers fans who do not like the Packers front office. And it's Bears and Lions and Vikings and every other fan base looking at us going, you guys are idiots. They have been struggling with one team for 30 years, and that's the Packers. The Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions have just been getting stomped on over and over and over and over and over by a dominant, superior franchise in the Green Bay Packers. There's no question to the majority of NFL fans outside of of Packer fans how good this team has been. Just staggering to me. It's just, it's painful. Anyways, I gotta go help packing and whatnot, so I think I'll skip the questions and we'll save that for this week, which will actually help me quite a bit because it's going to be a very busy week tomorrow, which is today, technically for you. Uh, as I mentioned, we got that egress window coming out. We got I uh, got family coming up. My parents and my sister will be stopping up, so it's going to be kind of busy. So the more you can help me by providing me with questions and whatnot, the smoother and more entertaining these next couple days will be. And as always, I apologize, this month is going to be rough, but July 1st, we're officially out of this place, we're officially moved into the other place, and my excuses have all but dried up. So at that point, if I'm still making excuses, then you can then you can pull your support, and I'm going to put that pressure on myself. <laughs> but um, anyways, have a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>